0: uncertainty. We all face it. 2020 has been a year of uncertainty. From insane weather patterns to a pandemic, to the complete shutdown of our country, to record-setting fires, murder hornets and asteroids, fire tornadoes and riots, everyone's life has been impacted in one way or another. Most people have completely thrown out their yearly planners. On a serious note, The kind of uncertainty the world has faced over the past several months can create serious stress and even fear in people's hearts. We all struggle with the unsettling thoughts and fears for the future from time to time. A pastor friend of mine began the year calling 2020 the year of perfect vision. He shares that perfect vision with his congregation by turning their eyes to Scripture, our ultimate source of truth. In this episode, we're going to do just that. We are going to turn our eyes to scripture and see what Jesus had to say to his closest friends when it seemed like their entire world was falling apart. How did he tell them to handle a time of severe uncertainty in their lives? Grab your Bible and a pen and paper. Let's learn from the King of all Kings about how we should respond to uncertain times, tragedy, and turmoil. I'm Michael Land, and this is Landline. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us. or else believe on the account of the works themselves truly truly i say to you whoever believes in me will also do the works that i do and greater works than these will he do because i am going to the father whatever you ask in my name this i will do that the father may be glorified in the Son. if you ask me anything in my name I will do it. Now admittedly, John chapter 14 might seem like a strange passage of scripture to use to address stressful, uncertain times, but hang with me a moment while I place it into the perspective of the scriptural context. The Lord's disciples had been following him in his daily ministry for around three years. He was their leader, their friend, their intimate brother. They worked together, they played together, they prayed together, they ate together and traveled together. They were constant companions. They had just recently rejoiced as Jesus had ridden into Jerusalem amidst throngs of celebrating people who shouted, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Then he was standing there saying that he was going to be betrayed by one of the very men he'd chosen to walk with him in ministry. Worse yet, he singled out Peter and said that Peter, of all people, would deny him three times. There was an unimaginable turmoil going on in the minds and hearts of these men who loved Jesus as their Lord, their teacher, and their brother. They were suddenly facing great uncertainty. They knew that if Jesus himself were able to be put to death, they stood no chance at living in peace. Not only that, but they were looking on one another with suspicion, because Jesus had said that one of their very number would betray him. This was one of those moments that seems to stop time, like the scratching sound of an old record player brings the song to an abrupt halt. What do we do now? What happens next? How are we going to survive this? Have you ever had a moment like that? I know I have. It's as though all the background noise of life is suddenly silenced and you are face to face with the vacuum of an uncertain future. Maybe it was the loss of a loved one. Maybe it was the loss of a job. Maybe you have had a miscarriage or maybe a national emergency or pandemic lockdown is shaking you to the core. Everyone responds to uncertain times differently. The fact is, though, that everyone has at least one such moment in their lifetime. And like the disciples of Jesus, we come to a place of asking ourselves, how do I handle this? Let's look a little more deeply into what Jesus told his disciples that day. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. When addressing the disciples' sense of uncertainty, Jesus pointed them directly to God. They were looking around them, seeing the turmoil, feeling the winds of change, and were dumbstruck by the challenges to come. But Jesus simply said, don't worry, believe. Recently, I read an article by a Christian leader on anxiety. In the comments following the article, one reader said, Oh, please, not just another Jesus is all I need article. Surely you know it's 2020 and we've learned a lot about psychology and medication. Educate yourself. Don't you love it when they say that? Yet Jesus immediately guided the stressed out disciples vision to him and to the father. In our modern age, we are bombarded with voices telling us to medicate ourselves because of our anxiety or to distract ourselves by following our hearts or to seek psychological help. Yet again, Jesus chose to first point his listeners to himself and to the Father. Mankind has advanced in knowledge throughout the generations. We've learned much about the body and how it works, about how the brain works. We've observed much about how traumatic occurrences impact different personality types. So, because of this knowledge, we place much of our faith in those who have spent years studying psychology. What we're really doing is looking to the wisdom of man, when in reality, Jesus wants to be our first choice. Now, I'm not saying that psychology is wrong, or that we should never seek medical help. Far from it. What I'm pointing out, though, is that In every biblical reference to what we would now call mental health issues, Scripture treats it as a spiritual issue. Jesus must be our first resort, not our last. By pointing their attention immediately to their belief, to their faith, Jesus was instructing them of this. When things are uncertain and frightening, lean into God. He is never uncertain. He is never undecided. He is never surprised by anything, nor is he subject to the weakness of emotional response to difficulty. The book of Jeremiah says, All oh Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Isaiah said, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. The book of Lamentation says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We serve an unchanging God. We serve a God not limited by circumstance. We serve a God not limited by time or space. Let's look to him the author and the finisher of our faith. My mind goes back to the time when Jesus walked out on the water and his disciples saw him and were terrified. And Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, bid me come to you. And Jesus said, come. And so he gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water towards Jesus. And he was doing just fine until he started to pay attention to the winds and the waves around him, the salt water splashing in his face. The sounds of the waves crashing around him, and he began to be afraid. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, that's when the water swallowed him, and he began to sink. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason that Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we put him first, if we seek him in all things, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. There's a lot to be said about anxiety and there are a lot of anxiety causing events in our lives. But we tend to look at every other source before we even think about turning to Christ. He needs to be our first source our first resource, our first resort, and yet we turn to him as a last resort. Everything's fallen apart. Everything is crumbling around us. And finally, oh God, you've got to help me. Why didn't we turn to him in the beginning? Why didn't we have faith? Another time out on the sea when Jesus was in the boat and He said let us go across to the other side and as he was going across he curled up in the boat and went to sleep and while he was asleep there was a great storm the men on the boat were terrified and they came to him and they said master do you not care that we are about to die and jesus got up calmly and he rebuked the winds and the waves and he said peace be still and then he looked at the disciples and he said how is it you have so little faith do we lack faith today? Do we turn to Jesus as a last resort? Do we look to Him only when everything has fallen apart and we have no other alternatives? Sadly, I think we do. Let me tell you something quickly about faith. Faith seeks God first. Remember that. Faith seeks God first. Faith knows. The source of its strength. Faith knows the source of its power. Faith knows the source of its protection. Faith knows who to look to in times of need. Faith is not about self-reliance or rugged individualism, feeling secure in one's self. Faith is looking to God first. And this faith impacts every portion of our lives. We go back to the scripture where God said, you will have no other gods before me. And yet, we put ourselves before him. We put our rugged individualism before him. We put our governments before him. We put our families before him. But faith looks to God first. Jesus said, how is it you have so little faith?
1: Hi, this is Tegan. Thanks for listening to Landline We hope this podcast will help you in your daily walk with Christ. Landline is an audio outreach of Foundation Christian Ministries. Your host is my dad, Michael Land. Our theme score is by Todd Benjamin from his album, Understanding, and is used by permission. Bumper music is arranged by Michael Land. For more information about Landline or Foundation Christian Ministries, click on foundationchristianministries.com or email us at landline at com. And please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms and share the link with your friends. This helps us expand our reach and minister to more people. And now, back to the message.
0: As we've seen, the very first thing Jesus addressed when he was dealing with the uncertainty of the disciples was their belief. He said, don't worry, believe. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me also. The first thing we need to remember when times are uncertain, when things are strange and unknown and we're facing things that we've never faced before is to calm down, not to worry, and to look to God. It is no accident that Jesus' first reaction was to point to God. He is our source. He is our protector. He is our provider. Immediately after saying, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. The very next step was to point out their hope in eternity in my father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come again to take you to myself. He's pointing out that this is all temporary. What you're facing now, no matter how difficult, no matter how frightful, no matter how painful, is temporary. We get so wrapped up in the temporal things of this earth. We think that they are so important and we forget to prepare for eternity. The Bible says that life is but a vapor. All of the stress, think about this, all of the stress, all of the energy that we put into the temporary things that will pass will mean nothing In eternity. You see, we're going to a place that has no end. We are going to spend eternity with God, worshiping at His feet, serving Him. When all of our needs will be met, weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There is nothing so important on this earth that we need to live in fear. There is nothing so important on this earth that we need to stress ourselves to the point of giving up because we have a blessed hope. And that blessed hope is eternity with God. He said, if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. And after pointing their eyes to God, and after giving them the hope of eternity, what does Jesus bring out? He says, Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. He pointed to our faith, he pointed to our hope, and then he pointed to our mission think about it for a moment the worst moments of fear the worst moments of worry are always when you're sitting contemplating what's going on around you when you're active when you're busy when you're doing something when you have a purpose you don't have time to be worried you just do it so jesus pointed to God. And then he said, you have hope, you have a future, you have eternity. Now do something. He said, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will even do greater works than these. Too often, we get into these modes of just sitting and worrying about the future, worrying about what happens next, worrying. And we get locked into this deer in the headlights moment where we're just sitting there terrified. God doesn't want us to be terrified. He wants us to take action. You say, well, I'm not God. I don't have the kind of calm assurance. You should because he's given it to you. If the Spirit of the Lord rests within you, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. No matter what's going on around us, perfect love casts out all fear. We don't have to sit and worry. We don't have to sit and be afraid when times are uncertain, when things are frightful around us, when the winds and the waves are crashing around us. We don't have to fear. Keep your eyes on God and do what He's called you to do. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for things to get better. Stop waiting for the waves to calm down. Stop waiting for the winds to cease. Do what he's called you to do. Do greater works. That's what Jesus instructed us to do. We believe in God. We believe in his Son. We have hope in eternity, but for now he wants us to take action. And then he says something really interesting. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, let's be really clear here. There are countless people out there who are taking this statement completely out of context. Well, Jesus said, if I ask anything in his name, he will do it. He's just working for me. He's just going to give me anything I want. I can ask for that new Mercedes, I can ask for that bigger house, I can ask for that big job, I can ask for loads of money, I can ask that all my troubles be taken away. That's not what he's saying, folks. To think of it that way is to completely ignore everything he has just said. We believe in God, we believe in His Son, we have hope in eternity and we are doing the works of Christ, as we do that, our hearts and our minds are changed. Our hearts and our minds are drawn into the will of God. Our desires change the closer we get to Christ. He's not saying, go and ask for selfish desires. He's saying, as you're doing the works that I do and even greater works, If you ask for anything in my name, in my name is a key phrase there. You are acting on behalf of Christ, not on your own will, not in your own desires. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We become the instruments of Jesus doing his will on this planet. And while he's doing his will, And we are working as His tools. Whatever we need will be taken care of. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then the next thing, and this will draw us into a closer faith. This will draw us into a more intimate relationship with Christ. The next thing He points out, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That's a bold statement. The converse is also true. If you don't keep his commandments, that is strong evidence that your love for Christ is lacking. If you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father... And he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. This is where Jesus promises a comforter, a counselor. He sends the Holy Spirit to come and be with us as we are believing in him, as we are looking forward to eternity and realizing that our citizenship is in heaven, not in the mire of this earth. As we are believing in him and doing what he's commanded us to do, as we are asking and trusting in him, And as we are loving him and keeping his commands, the Holy Spirit will dwell within us and will carry us through our uncertain times. Ladies and gentlemen, you have nothing to fear. Though the winds splash around you, though the waves crash down on you, though the storm lashes out at you, though people turn against you, Though people say horrible things and even do horrible things, you have nothing to fear. Because whatever you face here on this earth is temporary. We need to break out of the cycle of looking at this life as the most important thing. It is our eternal home. It is our eternal destiny. It is our t- eternal calling to serve and worship God with him. That is what is important, far more important than what we face here. The difficulties we face here are like speed bumps. Trust in him. Believe in him. Look to his promises. Tend to his sh- tasks. Obey his commands. I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not giving you some fresh revelation. I'm simply telling you what works. Take your eyes off of the storm. What did we say about Peter when he was walking on the water? He forgot he was walking on the water. This is a mortal man standing on water and he doesn't get it. You would think You know, of course, I'm thousands of miles away and not in a storm. I'm sitting in my home recording this in a safe, dry environment. But you would think that there would be something in his brain that would say, I can do anything. I'm standing on water. I'm standing. There's nothing solid under me, and yet I'm walking on water. But no, he took his eyes off of Christ, and he began to look at the winds and the waves and that's when it fell out from under him. That's when he sank in the water. That's when Jesus had to reach down and pull him up. Stop looking at the storms. Stop looking at the pandemic. Stop looking at the the, the financial issues. Stop looking at the illness. Stop looking at the pain. Stop looking at the relational problems. Stop looking at those things and look to Christ. It's a simple yet absolutely effective Approach, And it's what God has commanded us to do. I'm going to pray for you now. And we're going to pray that God will refocus our vision. And when he does that, we will be able to see his glory. We will be able to see his mission for us. We will be able to see his promises for us. Pray with me. Father, for every person listening to this recording, we have daily issues. We have uncertainty. Our world is in turmoil. There's violence in the street. There's illness all around us. There are financial crashes going on. Many have lost their employment. Our economy is struggling. And to us... On a human level, Lord, this seems huge. And yet you said, don't be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me. And you pointed our view to heaven. And then you pointed our view to the task at hand. It's almost like you said, okay, guys, I recognize that there's a lot going on. But trust me, I've got what's best for you, let's keep working. Let's keep doing what we've been doing. Let's touch people's lives. Let's focus on the mission. Let's follow the teaching that I've given you. God, we turn to you now and we ask you to focus our vision on you. Help us not to look at the winds and the waves. Help us not to listen to the sound of the the voices around us, but to focus on you. Help us to bury ourselves in your word. Help us to seek you first and your righteousness, knowing that all these things will be added to us. Holy Spirit, our comforter, I pray that you will surround us, that you will fill us, that your fruit will grow within us. We seek you. We love you. And as you said, we know you. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name. you for joining us on our very first episode of Landline. We are so excited for this new outreach of Foundation Christian Ministries. We intend to see big things here. Please uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. The link is easy to share. Uh, the more people we get listening, the more platforms that will play us and we'll be able to share the Word of God with more people. God bless you. Thanks for being a part of us today. Have a great day.